Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. The guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, it is episode 432 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast and doing something that uh, we don't typically do here and, and that's talk about current Stuff I know occasionally we do that, but uh, I figured since we are on the road to WrestleMania, Chad Smart, who I am going to be seeing next month uh, for WrestleMania, we are heading back for our 10th and and probably realistically final, maybe not, I don't know, but uh, Chad, welcome back to the show. And we're going to talk a little WrestleMania and Cody Rhodes in just a few minutes. So are you, are you stoked about that? I, I am. I am hoping to, uh, you know, alienate the three listeners that uh, tune in for my appearances on this show with what I have to say about Cody Rhodes and the build to WrestleMania. Uh, you know, if it's the internet and if you can't uh, piss somebody off, what's even the point? Right. Exactly. And as Eric Bischoff says, you know, it's cash so we can, we can do all that as well. I suppose uh, before we get to WrestleMania talk though, I, I did want to plug one last time stride anniversary, seven years of stride pro wrestling happening this Saturday night. If you are listening uh, the week of February 27th, it is happening though. Stride anniversary happening on Saturday, March 4th um, at the Sioux drive center in Marion, Illinois, six great matches already announced. And this is kind of, you know, Tyler and I have talked about it on this podcast before. It's kind of our culmination and our WrestleMania event, you know, for the indie scene. And Chad, you've been in town for some stride matches, some stride shows in person, and you've actually done some interview work and, and done some stuff when we were in those uh, COVID years where we were having to record shows ahead of time and do backstage interviews and all that good stuff. So what uh, what are your thoughts on stride? Well, first off, I have to give you guys credit for sticking around for seven years, especially through the last, you know, three years of um, of COVID. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I mean, not there are so many uh, promotions that wouldn't make it seven years or and, and again, I'm not there every month for the shows. But based on what you tell me, what I see online, it seems you stride has a solid fan base. So, you know, that's something to be proud of. I, my biggest question is, I still don't understand why you don't come to the ring to the song, Nothing Gonna Break in My Stride. <laughs> hey, you know what? I might do that next week. <laughs> I might I might have to do that. I'll talk to our 
music guy Jim. But yeah, uh, and it's the fans, it's the support, and and really, COVID. While it sucked for the live crowds and doing things here in Southern Illinois, it actually allowed us because it it kind of forced our hand to do uh, more shows online and and putting them on YouTube. And and we've gotten a, a following on YouTube that has really helped. That you know, obviously, not everybody from Southern Illinois is, is on there and, and watching. So that's been, that's been, I guess the one plus to the time with COVID, it just kind of made us look at things differently and, and, and gear up for that. But uh, you know, trainees coming and helping and, and getting stuff together, you know, to our last week, we had a show in Marion. Uh, and like I said, next week we have a show in Marion and it, it takes a lot to get everything torn down and then reassembled and then torn down again all in the same day. So uh, it, it, it's no easy task. And I'm, I'm grateful and, and appreciative to everyone who is involved in that process too. And of course the fans who come out and, and pay their hard earned money to, to be entertained. And that's the other thing I'm proud about with stride is, you know uh, we started in 2016 and, and here we are today and, and not one uh, increase in tickets. You know, we've, we've stayed at $10 for tickets the whole time and, and uh, you know, done multiple fundraisers, raising over a hundred thousand dollars for for different groups uh, in and around Southern Illinois. So, uh, you know, just very grateful to be a part of it, and and to have folks that are uh, so supportive, like Chad said, you know, that fan base from from day one, from that night one in March 2016 uh, at the mall in Marion, and where we've evolved and come to today. So. Again, very supportive uh, crowd and and appreciative of it, and and thank you uh, for the kind words as well. But again, Saturday, March fourth, check out Stride Pro Wrestling on Facebook and and stay up to date with everything going on because then we have a show coming up after that on March tenth out at Gallatin County High School, a fundraiser show out there as well. So, Chad, you know we have talked uh, about doing this podcast, this particular podcast. Uh, topic for a couple of weeks now I guess really since after the Royal Rumble and kind of the evolution of the road to Wrestlemania what we've seen going on with it and and you had posed some some questions and stuff so I'm going to let you I'm going to hand things over to you for a minute and and you kind of talk about your thoughts or what directive or what direction you Mm. want to go in with this okay yeah and I just want to start off by saying that I'm going to say some things that may sound I don't know I'm going to say a lot of probably negative things in regards to Cody Rhodes but it's nothing negative about Cody himself it's more about the storytelling that WWE is doing on the and if they don't change the spelling of this on the way there but the road to Wrestlemania it should be R-H-O-D-E if they're going to promote Cody (laughs) in that position I mean I mean come on that's that's a t-shirt in and of itself but anyway uh no i just you know i i am very critical of wrestling and you know you and i go back and forth a lot on social media on private conversations chat conversations and i I don't mean to be critical as in the old guy yelling at the clouds it's more of and it has nothing to do with the people involved per se it's more the storytelling because Mm -hmm. You know, I've wanted to work in the entertainment industry since a young child. Storytelling is very important to me. It's the same way when I watch a lot of movies today. I complain because the storytelling isn't what it should be, in my opinion. So, again, I'm going to say some negative things about Cody. 
but they're not about Cody himself. So that disclaimer, long-winded out of the way. <laughs> uh, you know, my biggest problem, you and I have talked about it uh, before, is if a WWE wrestler gets released, leaves, whatever, and heads to AEW or Impact, mainly Impact, AEW has been pretty good about this, but you know, if somebody showed up in Impact, and I'll go back to Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle comes in and almost immediately ends Samoa Joe's year-and-a-half-long unbeated streak mm-hmm. and wins the Impact title. Christian Cage comes in, quickly wins the world title. So Cody Rhodes coming in and winning the title this quickly, how, you know, I'll throw this to you, is how is that different from what other companies do? And and people complain about it because it's sacrificing homegrown talent or talent that has been there for for years at this at for the sake of pushing the new guy okay uh you know and when you sent me this this question a couple weeks ago i said i'm gonna wait and respond because i want to do a podcast on this um my first reaction to that is one it's it's not the same as when they did it with kurt angle for example cody's been there for over a year or will be there by the time wrestlemania rolls around uh he made his debut at last year's wrestlemania and i don't I don't think that they were going to put him on the fast track to the top. Like, I don't think, I think this was the plan that Cody eventually at WrestleMania was going to get the title match. I don't think that, you know, Survivor Series or, you know, I don't, but I don't know. That's, that's my opinion. I I, I don't think they were going to fast track him to the title. Number two, Cody Rhodes is not an AEW talent. Cody Rhodes is a WWE talent that went to AEW that has come back to WWE. Now, if this were MJF, or Orange Cassidy, or Jungle Boy, I I would give you some validity to that argument, but I don't think that I don't think that anybody looked at Cody Rhodes during his tenure in AEW as quote unquote AEW talent. He was another ex WWE guy that was in AEW, like Moxley and Jericho. You know, I mean, if if Chris Jericho went back to WWE and and got put into this main event picture, I wouldn't look at that as an AEW guy going in for the for the championship do you agree with that or or do you see what i'm saying with that i see what you're saying but i'm going to disagree because that makes for better conversation (laughs) but also here's my problem with it is yes cody was in wwe for i mean longer than actually probably realize however he was nothing more than mid-card talent you know, he never, to my recollection, he never received a world title shot and was never even in the picture for getting one. You know, he had plateaued with an IC title run. And this is not unlike um, Drew McIntyre or uh, I guess even uh, Jinder Mahal, where guys leave WWE, build themselves up, come back and then get pushed to the title. Again, I have no problem with Cody Rhodes being pushed to the title. My my issue is Cody Rhodes, you said he's going to be there for a year. Well, unfortunately, he was injured for seven months. Right. He had three matches, all with Seth Rollins. So to me, he has not been built up as um, as a, I guess, a credible I don't want to say credible challenger because I think he is. I mean, he's Cody. He's he has made the name for himself outside of WWE. Um, 
and in his matches with Seth were all, you know, outstanding matches. And especially the, you know, I think he gets the sympathy vote because of the peck injury uh, at hell in the cell and going through with that match. So my, my, my hesitation with getting on board the, the Cody train is he was only there for three months before he was injured. And then again, going back to what I said earlier about storytelling, they announced that Cody was coming back at the rumble. How many times have we seen injured person comes back and wins the rumble? It's, you know, we've been there. We've done that. Plus the fact that he came in at number 30 one for me as a viewer watching the rumble, you know, as soon as number 29 came out and it wasn't Cody, like, oh, well, that takes away the surprise of who's going to be number 30. I think it would have been better had they not announced Cody being back for the Rumble uh, or put him in earlier. But I guess, you know, in terms of storytelling, they came down to the number one and number 30 people in in the Rumble. Um, it just it was it felt very anticlimactic and it just felt like and maybe because, you know, being online and seeing that this has been what has been brewing and, and what everyone expected. It played out the way that, you know, before the rebel started, everyone expected Cody to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, and I think the story that they're telling with Cody of, Oh, I want to win the title that my father never held, you know, no roads has ever main evented WrestleMania. You can tell that story at any point in time, you know, WrestleMania 40, 41, 40, that story doesn't hinge on, anything going on in WWE right now. And that's where I think the biggest issue with this is you have the bloodline story. Cody has not been a part of that story. And I know, you know, they just had the Sammy Zayn match at, in his hometown, which I can understand, but that the bloodline story ending with Cody dethroning Roman just doesn't seem it, 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 you know, it's not even, I keep, I, when I was trying to think of, of how I was going to say this, I kept going back to like Scream and Psycho, where you start off with a main character that gets killed halfway through, or in Scream's case earlier, and then you sh- shift to someone else. That's how I kind of feel like this bloodline thing with, with Sammy, where it's like, okay, well, Sammy's been building, but now we're going to cut him out and sh- switch to Cody, who just came back. And Again, I think the promos between Cody and and Paul Heyman have been great, and they've added emotion to the story. But to see and, and and granted, we're still you know four or five weeks away from WrestleMania. Who knows where they're going with the Bloodline story? And they have the you know the Usos uh, kind of uh, tension going on. We may get a good story there. I just but for me, this story should have ended with Roman versus Sammy at WrestleMania. Do you, but, and I love Sami Zayn. I've met him, have a picture with him. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that or not. Um, and his buddy Pac. But no, um, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I kind of compare this to 25 years ago in 1998, where, you know, the end of 97, we see Bret Hart get screwed over. The title goes to Shawn Michaels. Owen Hart is left behind in the WWE uh, or WWF at the time. Uh, Attack Shawn Michaels at the end of a, a pay-per-view or a Raw. I think it was the December pay-per-view. 
And you seemingly feel like that's going to be the next big match for Sean is, you know, to, to face Owen Hart. And instead we get the undertaker at the Royal rumble. And then eventually stone cold, Steve Austin wins the rumble. And then it's stone cold and, and Sean Michaels there. Mm-hmm. So you had really three credible threats to Sean's championship going on at the same mm-hmm. time. Not unlike Cody and, and, and Sami Zayn have been with, with Roman Reigns. So, like Owen, and this is probably going to get me some hate, like Owen Hart, I don't know that I see Sami Zayn as the main event of WrestleMania right now. And I could be totally wrong on this. I mean, to me, it just feels like the bigger story going forward is... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going after the Usos and then Cody going after Roman Reigns. And who's to say that Cody's going to win the championship? I mean, I think it's pretty that that is one thing I will give you is the predictability factor with the rumble with Cody coming back. I think maybe waiting and and having him as a surprise because I don't think people necessarily I think it's it's a different dynamic now with with everything streaming. I don't think people rush to subscribe to a streaming service to see one particular wrestler come back or be a part of an event. Um, I could be wrong on that too. I don't know. I, I don't have the the data, but I don't know that announcing Cody's, you know, because I think the other big debate was what if they throw Sammy into the rumble too? Do we get mm. like, uh, was it 2014 when Daniel Bryan was not in the rumble right? and Batista won and then that whole story and, and how that's set up. So <clears throat> I do think that WWE for the first time in a long time has kind of painted themselves in a very unique corner where I don't think you could go wrong either way <clears throat> with Sammy going to WrestleMania main eventing and being the guy. But I also thought, you know, well, what if, because people had suggested, well, what if Roman defends one championship on Saturday and one championship mm-hmm. on Sunday? I think that hurts it. I think whoever beats Roman, it's got to be that big, spectacular, feel-good moment. Because for over, what, two and a half years now, or almost two and a half years, yeah. Roman has been the man. And I know that it was just last year where he he unified the two belts. But um, I don't know. I just... And maybe it's because you know, Cody hasn't been on TV and I wonder how things would be. I, I, I think your opinion and tell me if I'm wrong would be Mm -hmm. different if Cody had spent the last seven months on TV, whether it was feuding with, with Seth Rollins or moving on and and working with someone else on the, on the roster. But, you know, I don't disagree with you in in that regard of, you know, he comes in and, and, and does the the typical storyline of injured superstar returns at the rumble wins the rumble goes on to win wrestlemania now it has backfired before do you think that cody is going to win at wrestlemania just based on the you know online speculation i think yes and i think because you're having him come back from an injury and you're pushing him to that main event slot it you know if you're telling this story the story ends with him as champion winning that title that you know, eluded his father, the title that he said from a, as a child, I am going to win. Uh, And I think if you don't pay that off again, the story can be told at any point in time. Right. But I think the problem is if it, if it doesn't happen, 
does it deflate the fans and make them not care as much when he gets that title shot again or when he wins? And, you know, I also think that having Roman hold both belts, it's going to be interesting if and when they decide to split the belts up, how they do it. Yeah. And, and I think that's something else that has kind of been lost in the story is that, you know, why, why hasn't a raw wrestler tried to win the universal title or the SmackDown trying to win the WWE championship? It's, you know, if you're going to unify them as one and not do anything with them separately, then it should just be one title, you know, and same way with the tag team championships. But I, I mean, that's just a, you know, something that's been ongoing with WWE for 20 years, ever since I started a brand split is how do you have, you know, separate titles and make them uh, both important. Uh, so that's something I, you know, you were talking about Shawn Michaels and, and Owen Hart. And I think the problem, the difference in that story uh-huh. is that, is that, uh, you know, there was, I mean, I guess DX had been feuding kind of with Bret Hart for a few months, but it wasn't as in depth as the Bloodline story is. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, it, it, nothing against Owen Hart, but I don't think, especially given the circumstances of what was going on, I don't think Vince McMahon would have ever put Owen as champion. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he was ever going to be seen as that. And, you know, you could say, well, Sammy's the same way that they don't see him. And, I, you know, I think Sammy is more of a Daniel Bryan type story. And I'll be, I am kind of surprised that there wasn't more vocal Sammy support after, um, after the, what's the name of the match that they just had? Elimination Chamber pay per view. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, I was surprised that there wasn't more, especially since they were still in Canada, that there wasn't more Sammy chance for him. So it, I guess he hasn't reached that Daniel Bryan level of fan support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, there, I'm going to kind of contradict myself here and say, I'll give them the benefit of a doubt to see what story they tell with Kevin Owens and the Usos and solo Sokoa mixed in. Mm-hmm. And we may legitimately get to a point where that match has relevance. Um, but my my biggest question, you know, it's not that Rody that, that Rody that Cody is in the main event. I actually am more over Roman being the focal point because I, you know, Roman has been champion for over nine hundred days. Mm-hmm. How many Roman Reigns title defenses off the top of your head could you name? Right. I, 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 I don't disagree with you on that. You, you, you hit the nail on the head, but I also, I wonder this just playing devil's advocate, mm. you know, remember how people kind of hated Cena so much, mm. you know, he was on all the time. He was, you know, triple H during the, you know, the end of the attitude mm. era and moving into after, you know, the purchase of WCW and you know, those mm. guys were kind of getting rammed on our throats in terms of on all the time wrestling mm. all the time. You know, and it's very difficult in this day and age because, you know, we grew up during the Hulkamania era where it was, you know, in those early days, there were no pay-per-views and then it was, you yeah. know, one and then two. So we weren't seeing Hogan 
on TV or, or, you know, you may see a promo or whatever. So I'm, I wonder too, does it help, does it help Roman's uh, allure, if you will, Mm -hmm. to not be defending? And I know he's on the programming a lot with, Mm -hmm. with promos and stuff where Paul Heyman is. Um, I don't think though, as we record this, I don't think there's been any interaction with Cody yet between Roman and he, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I wonder if that's kind of the, the tactic that they're going for is uh, trying to keep, Roman off a little bit to make it a little more special, like those you know days mm-hmm. back when it was Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior, where they weren't on TV all the time and they weren't defending the title all the time. Versus the John Cena Triple H, mm-hmm. um, to an extent, Stone Cold Steve Austin era, where fans, because I don't, I don't know that fans are completely tired of Roman Reigns, um, but I do think that they're ready for a change and whether that's Cody or whether that's uh, Sami Zayn, like I said, I don't think they can go wrong either way, but we also, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times we as wrestling fans get into that. Everyone gets a trophy mentality where, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about all these wrestlers who should have been, should have been champion. And it's, you know, like we talked about, I think you and I talked about this on the phone the other week, you know, not everybody needs to be on WrestleMania. Not everybody gets that opportunity. And, and you know, I don't think everybody needs to have a championship run. Not even, not, I'm not even just talking the heavyweight. I'm talking across the board, you know, the back, you know, Jake, the snake Roberts, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, uh, Dusty Rhodes, when he was there, you know, all those guys wrestled and were over and were popular and were never heavyweight champion or intercontinental champion or tag team champion for that matter. So I, you know, I, we're in an era societally where everybody gets the trophy. Everybody gets to feel good and and win and, and, and whatever. And I don't necessarily, and you know, again, it's not a knock to Sami Zayn. I think that he, Mm. you know, is probably on a short list of guys who would seemingly be deserving of it, but I don't, Mm. you know, I don't hate the story that's being told. And if he never ends up holding the belt, I would never think any less of him or, the storytelling that went into building this uh, really good feud with, mm. with the bloodline. No, I mean, you got valid points there. And I do agree with you that I think Roman not wrestling week after week is, is a good thing because I think a lot of the problem is, is the repetition of a wrestler, you know, especially a champion defending every week my problem with Roman is more of a personal issue. And, you know, it's kind of like my issue with Randy Orton. And that is, I don't think Roman Reigns is an entertaining wrestler. Mm -hmm. I think he has three moves, you know, uh, drive by drop kick, Superman punch and spear that are overused in his matches instead of meaning something they're his Mm go-tos. And so in that regard, that's why I, you know, personally as a fan, I am not into a Roman Reigns. I think he's a good character. And the story has been good based on the character aspect. But then when it comes to the wrestling, it's like, eh, okay, whatever. It's, it's, it's a Roman Reigns match. And, um, and so in that regard, until he loses the title, I, you know, I, I just, I, I personally have a hard time getting involved in in his matches. Um, But I do agree that uh, what has helped him probably stay over with the fans is the lack of overexposure to his extent. And um, 
Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm like Pete Buttigieg. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, with, uh, like you said, Cody and Roman have not interacted. And again, we're five weeks out. There's plenty of time. Yeah. But it, it, it goes by, back to my thinking of like, okay, if Rome, if Cody is challenging for the titles, why isn't he on the shows with Roman? You know, why, why are they keeping Roman on SmackDown and Cody on raw? It's, it's like a disconnect there in regards to the, um, you know, to the type, you know? So I, I think that aspect needs to be addressed, but we'll see how they play it. And again, I don't want to be too overly critical of a story that, uh, isn't is still in the process of being told because I think that too a lot of times wrestling fans kind of you know we book what we want to see and then when it doesn't go that way well it's it's terrible because they didn't do what I wanted them to do um, right. and so I try to stay with that I like I said I just for me you know I, I think also coming off of Elimination Chamber where the match between Sammy and Roman was uh, TNA levels of overbooked you know you had what, two referee bombs, interference, uh, two or three pinfalls that weren't counted that should have been three counts. It just, that to me, over overcomplicated the match. You know, whereas if they weren't going to have Sammy in there, thinking about it now, you know, why not have Roman beat him uh, cleanly, decisively, and say, you know, then you could say like, look, he wasn't good enough to be Uso. He wasn't Usi. He wasn't mm-hmm. good enough for the bloodline. And then try to segue that into a Kevin Owens Uso um, storyline where, you know, where you have Jimmy or Jay, whichever one has backed Sammy questioning like, oh man, yeah, I thought you were good. You weren't as good as I thought you were, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how they, how they get there. I, you know, I am more, I guess, curious, you know, Go looking forward then if Cody wins at WrestleMania, you know, what do you do with Roman then? And where does where does the story with Cody go? Other than, you know, a couple two or three pay-per-view rematches. So that that's where again, talking storytelling, you can have that ending in place, but what's going on with the next chapter? And I hopefully WWE storytellers are looking ahead that far. What do you think, and I'm probably veering off the course, but, I, you know, I occasionally will click on something that catches my eye as, as speculative or speculation posts go. One of them was Sami Zayn interferes and, and cost Cody the championship to prove his loyalty to the bloodline, and we get back mm-hmm. to that. I don't think that would happen. I, I can't imagine that happens. But the other thing was what if Cody shows up at WrestleMania with Dustin in his corner, um, you know, for the quote unquote Rhodes bloodline? Um, do you think there's any chance we see Dustin Rhodes at WrestleMania? I highly doubt it. You know, I don't know what his contract status is with AEW, and I believe uh-huh. he has said this is his last year um, as an active wrestler. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, I mean, I'm sure the you know the fans would pop. Because anytime you get someone um, not expected show up, you know, unless it's Outback Jack or Skinner, the 
crowd's going to pop. Um, but I think, you know, when you're saying having Sammy interfere in Costco, if this was a B pay-per-view, you could get away with that. Kind of like Elimination Chambers ending. But I think on the grandest stage of them all, that would be a cheap ending that, you know, would piss off the audience. Mm-hmm. Especially after, if it's at the end of night two and they've set through 27 hours of WrestleMania just to get to that. Well, and there was also, you know, how long, I think when they announced WrestleMania was going to be in Los Angeles a couple of years ago, the speculation started that The Rock was going to be involved in the main event somehow. Are you, I I think I already know the answer to this, but how are you on The Rock seemingly now not going to be there uh, for WrestleMania? I have a feeling The Rock will be there, just not wrestling Roman. And I don't think... You know, I, I understand why people would want to see The Rock versus Roman, um, but I don't think it's a match that needs to happen. And I think it's, uh, you know, Roman Roman has exceeded The Rock's, um, not in terms of popularity or, or, you know, electric magnetism with the crowd, but he's been champion longer than The Rock ever was. He's, uh, I believe been in WWE longer than the rock was. So Roman can come out and trash talk the rock and say that, you know, Roman is the head of the table because he's, he's established it better than the rock did, but I don't think you need a rock Roman match to, because, you know, I think that's kind of a no win situation because if the rock wins, well, then you've just, you know, cut the legs off of the guy you've been trying to build for the last seven years. And if Roman wins, great. He beat a, uh, movie star that you know right. hasn't wrestled in a couple of years. So, but I, I, I would be surprised unless the rock is his schedule doesn't allow, if he's filming something, I fully expect him to make an appearance at WrestleMania. So how much importance do you think fans like, do you, are you invested in the idea that Cody is going to do this for, you know, the family legacy, you know, like you said, Dusty never won the WWE championship, never held any gold in the WWE. Um, Do fans, you know, because I feel like we're kind of doing a a, a nice callback to the old school, but, but do today's modern fans give that much credence or care that much about that story? Do you think is, is this a good story to be telling? Because like you said, it could be a story told with anybody, uh, who is the champion versus Cody. So it didn't necessarily have to happen at this mm-hmm. year's WrestleMania. I mean, I think it's a good story. My issue, and this may sound a little crass is because Dusty is no longer with us. They can't bring him out on television you uh-huh. know, to cut a promo. So do fans who, you know, are not long-term fans, you know, fans that really, if they become fans in the last, 10 years, how well do they know Dusty? Mm-hmm. You know, this has been something that you and I and our friend Travis have talked about many times before. It's like how many of the younger fans or newer fans go back and watch the old stuff, you know, especially, I mean, we would have, you know, when we were kids, we probably would have killed for the access to go back and watch older wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so much because it would have been slow and boring with headlocks for 20 minutes, like a Randy Orton match, but uh but you know it's do our fans going back and watching dusty roads now because you know especially with him being brought up so much 
on TV now? Are they are they interested in knowing who who Dusty was or why Cody feels it's important? Or you know, it's is it like that uh, girl in the WWE Network focus event that we attended before WrestleMania 26 who said, "I don't like watching people I don't know." Mm-hmm. Um, wow. You know, so I don't know. So I, I think it's. I think it's playing more to the old school fans than the newer fans. And, and basically, you know, from a newer perspective, basically all Cody is saying is I want to be champion. This is my, you know, my goal in life, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. You would think that everybody who gets into wrestling, their goal should be, be the champion. I think Jr. has said that ad nauseum on, Mm -hmm. you know, his podcast, if you're not there to be champion, what are you, what are you working for? You know, are you just hanging out and catering and doing your five minute match and then going back and collecting a payday? I mean, Hey, if that's what you want, then that's fine. But you would think everybody wants to be champion. So I think the story with Cody, uh, you know, and, and like I said, they, the promos with Paul Heyman, where they've brought up the history between, you know, when Paul brought Dusty into ECW and how much it meant to the family uh-huh. that adds a layer to the story. But then the, the story is becoming more about, uh, I don't say so much about Dusty, but it's like, again, where's the Cody Roman connection? You know, is Cody looking to face Roman simply because Roman's champion and it doesn't matter who the champion is. That's who Cody wants to face. You know, where is Roman? Does he want to face Cody because Cody won the rumble or because he wants to be a dick and, and deny Cody's, you know, goal to, to be champion and to, to honor that family legacy and to prove that the, that the Samoan dynasty is better than the Rhodes dynasty. Well, and let's let's go back to my question a couple of minutes ago about or about Dustin, you know, obviously, probably not in the cards, but, you know, Brandy could be there. And I know that she's not, quote unquote, blood, but she is a Rhodes. Do they really does the storytelling device need to be the family connection, the bloodline versus the Rhodes family? Um I mean, that's obviously the low hanging fruit. And and I think, you know, if Dusty were still here, uh, yeah. that would be a great, great way to do this. But do they if they lean too much into that, are they going to not be able to execute it because of Dustin's contractual status, seemingly, you know, mm-hmm. with AEW and not having Dusty here? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think there was any other. uh prominent Rhodes family members that we saw uh, on TV. I know that they did the reality show and and the one sister was mm-hmm. somewhat involved with that, but I, I I don't know that there's enough meat on the bone as Conrad would say to validate a family storyline, if that makes sense. No, I agree. I, I mean, I think, you know, based on what we've seen, the only person that, really needs to come out with Cody is Pharaoh. <laughs> and if, you know, uh, but no, you know, I know Cody and Dustin have a sister, like you mentioned, that was on the show. Uh, but if they bring her out, are the fans going to know, right. You know, you know, if you bring back Marlena, will people get the connection? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, that's where I don't think the Rhodes family 
outside of Dusty Dustin and Cody are well enough. You know, it's you know, going back to WrestleMania 26, when you brought out the Hart family in the right. yeah. way too long Brett versus Vince match, fans knew of the hearts. Yeah. They had been on TV throughout the years. And you know, I think if you're going to do a family dynasty storyline, the hearts versus um Roman Reigns, um, you know, I, I annoy, I guess, is that how you pronounce their shoot last name? Oh, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, that would probably be more uh marketable as a family versus family feud. Yeah, uh, too bad Ray Combs is no longer with us to show back up at make another <laughs> appearance at, at WrestleMania. But I don't think, you know, I don't think there is another family legacy big enough in wrestling to to do that. And, and you know, if you can think of anybody that I'm forgetting, um, please jump at, in here. At this, at this point in the game, no. As, as far as that notoriety, I mean, mm-hmm. I you know, you could argue the Von Erics, but they're kind of MLW, you know, more indie, you know, kind yeah. of glorified indie scene than anything. So I don't. I don't know that there is really. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the Andersons, um, the Dudleys, there's still probably <laughs> 20 Dudleys running around, but yeah, I don't think, and I don't think, you know, the story needs to be family versus family per se. It's just in the regard, you know, as we're talking kind of spitballing ideas of like, Oh, this is a, a, an angle you could take with the story. But yeah, I, I think the bigger story would just be, uh roman has been on top for two and a half years someone mm-hmm. wants to knock him off you know off the mountain that it's a and and the best storylines are the simple storylines yeah no i i agree with that and i think that uh again it's going to be interesting to see because you know i i i'm predicting cody walks out with with the belts but I think most fans are because just that's kind of that feel good story. It's like when triple H came back at the, was it? Oh, two Royal rumble. I believe it was. And, and won that after the quad injury, um, went on to WrestleMania to beat Jericho for the undisputed titles, but then he dropped it pretty quickly to Hulk Hogan right after that. So like you said, I think that we've got the, the last chapter for WrestleMania, but then what we start with that next story I think is going to be essential because I do think even, you know, back in 2014 with Daniel Bryan, that was one of my favorite stories of all time leading him up and the whole yes movement. But then, and I know his was partly due to injuries and whatnot, but I feel like he kind of fizzled fast. Mm -hmm. um, And, and, you know, whether we were going to get a long run with him as champion, I don't know, but uh, I really hope that whatever they decide to do, they have a solid story in, in mind and, and there's all the speculation and in, in innuendo that Vince is back and is doing more with creative or whether that's true or not. And, you know, they're selling and, and, you know, you read the dirt sheets and see all these speculative headlines again. Uh, you know, I, I'm just wanting to, to see the now and, and see where this goes. And, and I've enjoyed the, the bloodline mm-hmm. and now Cody being injected back into it and, or, you know, back, being back in wrestling um, and and being able to be a part of this. Uh, I, I, I can't wait. And I do hope we get the uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos match as well, because I think um, 
I think we we see both of those championship reigns come to an end. I guess pun kind of intended there. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos or uh, Sammy and Jimmy versus Jay and Solo? Mm. But then I mean, what do you I do with Kevin Owens? I yeah, mean, what I, do you do? With, I I mean, I'm sure there's a celebrity that they could bring in that he can face. Um, I don't know. You know, it's, and this is where I, I, I will give WWE credit. There is so many directions or there are so many directions that the story can go in and it will be interesting to see if they try mixing it up or if they just go with what is expected. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times fans will complain myself included that something is predictable, but sometimes things should be predictable and it's not there's nothing wrong with it being predictable um because when you start thinking that there there is that's when you get vince russo booking and you just throw stuff out there because no one expected um the yeti to come back at wrestlemania and take out the usos because that's not on anybody's mind right now right right um yeah, uh, so it'll be interesting. And again, you know, we're going to be at WrestleMania. I, I, I think we could do a whole another episode of why I dislike two nights of WrestleMania, but we'll be there both nights, and I think we'll have a good time, even if whether Roman wins or Cody wins or the Yeti shows up, we're going to, you know, it'll be an enjoyable moment until we have to go out into the parking lot and try to get out of the SoFi parking. Um. And that's probably where we'll record the podcast <laughs> that night because it will be sitting there for a long time and I'll have my phone. And But yeah, I, I, I will wait on the whether I like two nights of WrestleMania after being there in person for it versus watching it on TV. Because I, I am with you as far as committing to two nights uh, for TV is, is sometimes uh, a bit of a pain. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Any other big predictions or thoughts or things that you want to see? Um, at this year's WrestleMania? You know, this is never going to happen, but I think the best thing that could happen, especially as uh, I will be sitting next to you at WrestleMania, is the start of the show, Tony Khan comes out and says he has bought WWE. (laughs) (laughs) That would be be something. That would definitely... Um, Yes, and then the the Ass Boys and... uh, uh, all the people that are on dark and elevation every week come out and beat up everybody in WWE and start <laughs> that invasion. Um, no, I, you know, I, what, what seeds have been planted for WrestleMania, what matches have been announced. I think, I think it should be a good show. I think, uh, you know, I right now, other than the teased Brock Lesnar versus Omos match, um, there's really nothing that I'm, you know, I, we joke about, you know, what's going to be the bathroom break. And, yeah. you know, I say, well, there's enough promo and time in between matches that you could hit the bathroom and not miss anything. Yeah. But I think that Brock Lesnar almost match, if it happens, is the only thing that uh, has me questioning if the WWE bookers have to be drug tested. Um, <laughs> you know, well, other than that, I mean, it won't be long. Yeah, you hope not. Yes. Um, although, you know, we said the same thing about Vince and Brett and Lawler and Michael Cole. And yeah, that's true. I think those matches are still going on. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, but you know, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley should be interesting. Um, Bianca Belair is challenging. Uh, no, she doesn't have a challenger yet, does she? No, she does. Oscar. Oscar. Okay, Oscar. Yeah, then you know that should be a good match. Um, Seth versus Logan Paul. Not a match that I would have ever said that I was I, interested in, but Logan Paul has proven himself to be, uh, you know, probably one of the best celebrities to be involved in wrestling. And and so that should, match should be decent. And you know, our good friend Seth Rollins, who we didn't meet at WrestleMania 26 because I said he'll never amount to anything. Uh, it's good to see him on the show. Um, you know, and then and then I'm looking forward to Rey Mysterio and Dominic because I figure that will be there. And you know, I don't think Dominic is is the wrestler that Rey is, mm-hmm. but I think the character. I think they have hit upon a good character with ex-con Dom and, you know, and that's, what's making him watchable. It's yeah. just, you know, and it's one of those things where it's kind of like, um, no, my mind's going blank, but it's like the character is, is, is as important as a wrestler as the wrestling is. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think, and I think that's a big problem with a lot of, um, you know, a lot of wrestling today is there is no, no character. And and that's a whole nother episode as well. And I think we've talked about it before about character versus gimmick, but uh, you know, I think, I think this has really helped Dom come into his own. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to or. Uh, no, I mean, everything that you mentioned, obviously. And then, you know, I'll be curious to see what they do and, with the hall of fame. I mean, I, there's been speculation on that as well and, and rumored names going out there. So, um, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to it and, and enjoying a couple of nights of, of WWE. And I think we're going to go also see wrestling pro wrestling on, on that Thursday night. So uh, it's going to be a fun weekend. I I hope so. I just hope the weather gets better for when you're out here. <laughs> I do too. Cause I don't like that. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually warmer in Southern Illinois than <laughs> in Southern California right now, which is kind of yeah. scary. Yeah, I tell you, it snowed here the other day. Yeah, um, that's never happened in my 15 years of being in L.A. So it doesn't need to happen again because <laughs> uh, that's why I left the Midwest. But anyway, no, I think it will be interesting. Um, you know, I think for people coming into L.A., if there is anyone listening to this that's coming in, I think one of the biggest issues for having WrestleMania out here is LA is so spread out that, you know, and as I said, there's no public transportation that goes into SoFi stadium. So either you're parking and paying an outrageous fee for parking, or you're taking a Uber or Lyft and paying an outrageous price for that. And then having to wait around to get, you know, one after the show. Um, I do think, I mean, I do think if you're on the WWE travel package that they are offering transportation from the hotels downtown, um, but I just, I think it's going to be a madhouse getting in and out of that stadium. And, and then the fact that all the shows are, you know, I don't think there's like a centralized location as there has been in years past just to due to the setup of LA. Hmm. So it'll be fun for sure. Well, Chad, thanks for uh, joining on this week's episode. And like I said, we'll, definitely be doing an episode from LA after WrestleMania and, and maybe something in between now and then as well, as more stories are being told and, and more things are being uh, put into place for WrestleMania. But thanks again for being a part of this week's show. 
It's been fun. Awesome. Friends, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.